quack, 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 quack. The Mighty Ducks, the show where we look back at the 1992 Disney Hockey Classic. The Mighty Ducks, five-ish minutes at a time. For the last time doing the movie, I'm Blake, and in studio is my special guest. Gordon Bombay, no, Scotty. <laughs> Scotty. Um, I say last time with the movie, this is the last pre-credits episode. <laughs> and this is pretty cool, actually. It's pretty cool to be to do this one last time. It has been a crazy ride. And I hope everyone's enjoyed the ride. I mean, it's this has been a really strange, really, really strange odyssey to do this movie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, before we get into this, I actually do want to make an announcement. Next week, for a credits episode. I know I, I always get a lot of crap from my community for not doing credits episodes. And on Clerks Minute, I didn't do credits episodes mainly because I had guests scheduled that got canceled. That canceled on me. Had like interview scheduled and schedules happen and someone had a heart attack and everything changes. So all my interviews dropped out. So this time, I had an interview scheduled and it, and it came through and I already recorded it. And it's going up on next week's show. And it's actually the composer of the movie, David Newman. And he did an interview with me and it's about a half hour and it's going to go up next week in our credit spot. So everyone can sit back and enjoy it. It's actually a really good show. He um, not only talks about this movie, but also talks about his career and the history of score in movies. It's a very good interview. It's going to be going up next week on this feed. So enjoy that next week as we finish up the run of the of D5, The Mighty Ducks, Season 1. All right. Anyway, let's get back into the movie. We are finishing up. We are um, Charlie. We last left you. Charlie was on the breakaway. And he's about to get pulled down. For a penalty shot at the mother. Okay. That's a legit penalty shot pull down or no? Your call. I think so. I mean, he's on the breakaway. Uh, it could be for slashing. It could be for hooking. You know, it's it's either way. It's a penalty shot if you ask me. Fair enough. I, I, I do love um, Gordon's reaction. of like, wait, where's the call? <laughs> but the referee obviously is trying to be dramatic. And the mother sounds. And they call the penalty shot. And the Ducks are ecstatic. Um... Coach Riley's pissed. He is so pissed. Like, <laughs> they haven't called a damn thing all game, but this one they call. <laughs> so, okay, now, explain to me logic here. Maybe you can follow the logic here. In normal games, the person who gets pulled down and gets the penalty shot, right? right? In a normal game? How is it here, the penalty shot, but addressed to anyone on the ice could take it? How does that make sense? You tell I mean, me. They probably don't follow NHL rules. Oh yeah, but I'm just saying, even in like college hockey, when I watch that, it's the same rules. I don't yeah. understand how this works. Do you have any clue? No. 
It, it makes no sense to me. So that's, that's a kid's movie. True. True. Or maybe, actually, one thing we've been following along with, like, you know the newspaper they show throughout the movie? Yeah. That's a real paper yeah. in Minnesota that they based it off of. They got the, and now it's, a, now it's actually an online website that talks about uh, Minnesota hockey. But it's a real paper. So maybe they're basing the rules on real purely hockey in the Minnesota area. Could be. So maybe that's how they do things there. That's the only thing I can think of. Because this is the only time they've really, outside of the duck goals, duck fan goals, fancy goals, this is the only time they really play with the rules a little bit, you know? Right. But, so, the cool part here is, and notice, I, I one thing I've been noticing this whole movie is there's no captain on this team. There is no captain, officially. And tell me if I'm wrong, because you've watched this movie a lot. Did it feel like, throughout this movie, that Jesse Hall was meant to be the captain, and then they changed it to Charlie? Yeah, because Jesse is the leader, but here here's the whole reason. Go for it. Bombay is begging his mom. Well, not yet. Not officially, but yeah, I know what you mean, no. I mean, not officially, but I mean, it's if this movie was like 20 years from now, you know, and sex is, you know, part of it, yeah, he's begging her. Well, but it, it, I feel it, like Charlie is the son that he never had. True. That's a good point. And I think this is the point where the movie right here where Charlie actually almost like became the captain. Because it's like, he didn't want to take the shot, but he earned the right to do it, but he passed it off to a teammate. And for me, that's actually a good move. It makes you actually look better as a person, in my opinion here. I don't know how you look at it, but that's how I see it, you know? So, Gordon pumps him up. He pretty much says, you're, it's your shot. You're going for the goal. You got taken down. You take a shot. I don't blame Gordon here. I mean, finish what you started. So, here's the difference of why Gordon Bombay is a better coach than Riley. He tells Charlie, you know, you may make it, you may not, you know. And here Riley says, if you miss this shot, Gordon, you're not letting your whole team down, but you're letting me down too. Right. And so, that puts so much pressure on Gordon Bombay as a, as a kid. Right. And now Charlie, you know, some of the pressure is lifted off his shoulder because he knows if he misses it, you know. We're going overtime. His team will still, yeah. you know, love him. So it's like. And also the logic here is Charlie knows the story from Gordon earlier. Gordon explained it to him. Yeah. So Charlie knows that Gordon's been here. So Gordon actually, he, he's looking at Gordon like, you've been here. Help me. I was like, help me out here. Cause you've done this already. You've done this. Gordon's trying to be the opposite coach. Like you said about Riley, giving him the encouraging speech. And again, though, they miss. We're going to overtime anyway, so it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Really, at the end of the day, it's a free shot. Really, right? At the end yeah. of the day, I mean, if we're talking about a real game here, I mean, it's a free shot. So, and he has a point, though. He goes and says, who would have ever thought we'd make it this far? True. It's absolutely true. The ultimate underdog story. It's really the ultimate underdog story. From a team playing in red-hooded sweatshirts with football pads on. Or, or as um, he put it to Ducksworth, um, these uh, pa- copies in the National Choir attached to their shins instead of pads. <laughs> but it's so true. And here they are, a team. That's just a number. They're an actual team. They're a shot away from winning the championship against their arch rivals. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> A crazy turn of events. So the encouraging speech, and he goes and says that I believe in you, Charlie. Win or lose, which is a great, great thing to say. The coaches out there, listen to this. Listen to this speech from this movie because it's a perfect speech. It's <laughs> a great coach speech. 
Because you got to go up there with one of the best coach beaches in movies. It's got to be up there with it, right? For sure, yeah. I mean, it's underappreciated because it's in a kid's movie, but it's a great coach beach. <laughs> I'll put that up there with even like in like the Herb Brooks and Miracle or the um, – what other ones they show at Admiral's Game? They show a whole bunch of speeches at Admiral's Games. Uh, Hoosiers. The Hoosiers ones. They show a whole um... bunch of them. I know they all, I know they have a whole bunch. There's one in Mystery Alaska that I love too. There's one in Mystery Alaska they do before the third period of that game, which is great. But they do them at Wave Games too. But it's uh, I mean I would think something along the lines of uh, what's that movie with Denzel Washington where it's oh remember the Titans yeah remember the Titans, but yeah this is definitely up there with those speeches it's because it's a kids movie people don't think about it you know but it's true it's a, it, I don't know why like like. Hockey teams don't address the uh, speeches from these movies because there's some great speeches from these movies for hockey-related business. Right. You know? Especially with the, when you're – when the crowd that's there would get the references. I mean, we're old, like, most of the crowd there gets this movie. I mean, even if little kids would be like, okay, it's a, it's a hockey movie, but adults know the references. I mean, who cares, right? I mean, you're going to put all the older movies up. Why not use this one too? Anyway, so, okay, I want to address one thing here. I love the fact that the referees explain the rules of a penalty shot, not only to the players, but to the audience at home. Because if you're not a hockey fan, you're just watching this movie, you don't really don't know the rules, and I appreciate the fact that they explain the rules before taking the shot. It's such a minor little thing, but for me, it's a big deal, because it's so cool thing for a non-hockey fan to watch. You know what I'm not a fan of, though? Why is he not wearing a helmet? No. Well, he should be. Yeah, what are you a fan of? So, why is it that every movie, every sports movie, has the same referee for every game? <laughs> That's a good point. Well, I, okay, I will excuse it here. I will excuse it here because it's a small town. And they probably only have so many people that I can ref games. True. I'll excuse that here, but I know what you mean. Not even a small town, though, because it's Minneapolis. Well, it's a small city in Minneapolis. It's a, it's a small area in Minneapolis, how they explain it in this movie. But I'll explain it because it's a small league. I can go with it. Especially in the playoffs. Same same referees do all the playoff games. They're getting paid to do it. Fine. But I get what you mean. And Miracle, it drives me crazy. Why the hell are we not in different referees in games in that movie? I don't get it. I don't understand it at all. <laughs> I mean, the other Mighty Duck movies, they just say, why? They have the same referees for everything. <laughs> You're right. I never thought about that. That's a good point. I never did think about that logic. That's a good call. So... The, uh, the, by the way, I love the epic zoom on Billy. He's not doing or saying anything. <laughs> epic zoom. The, so, again, more explaining the rules. And, uh, by the way, I want to say, I know we were, the whole movie, we were making fun of Gordon's um, PTSD flashback that we've been dealing with the entire movie. We, we were joking about it. We were making jokes about it. I think I, I think I even called one of the episodes Gordon PTSD flashback. Like, I, I called that an episode at one point. But I love the fact that after dealing with that flashback for so many times and seeing this flashback so many times, they actually do this goal in slow motion. <laughs> so, what does the NH stand for on all the logos? Like, I don't. No, but they never mention it. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that. Like, hey, that's the name of the building? Maybe. That's the only thing I could think of. I mean, they never actually say the name of the building. Oh, yeah, sorry. I just noticed there's a bunch of kids like jumping up and down behind the goaltender. <laughs> and what a beautiful goal. By the way, can I say that? That's an absolutely gorgeous goal by um, Charlie. 
So they scored, right? Right. None of those kids are making the team next year. I know! That's a good point! None of them make the team next year. We'll address that as being a D2. Because we do see the Hawks kids being a D2. Um, we cut to the crowd, and Charlie's mom is amazing. She just throws her throws the popcorn in the air, hugs Hans. Are they, how long have they actually known each other? How did they know each other? So... Wasn't she sitting with Jesse's dad too? Like I think he was. In, I think I think it's to the right. I think Jesse's dad was to the right. All right. So they're all in the same he row. He wasn't there in that scene. Yeah, I think they're all in the same row. And I lose love. By the way, Cam, is he doing like a Gordy Howe or Gretzky celebration there, or a Marilyn Muse celebration? Like, it feels like it's something. They're doing a tribute to something in that celebration. I thought of something. Go for it. It's from the past episode. Why is that legal to say the Oreo line? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, how racist is that? I can't believe we didn't bring that up. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like I brought up earlier in the movie, in the show, <laughs> the Oreo line thing is actually never said by Gordon to the last episode. <laughs> that was actually meant as an insult to them by the Hawks earlier in the movie. It was actually meant as an insult. I think what happened was here, they heard it, and they decided to take an insult and use it as a compliment for themselves. They take an insult and use, it, and use it for them instead of against them. I think that's what happened there. Because it was brought up earlier. We did address it earlier in the show. Because the Hawks used it as a bad thing. So maybe it's one of those situations where it's like, it's so damn obvious. And then Gordon talked it. Then Gordon heard it. And then they joke. They say, well, we use everything else positive. I'm going to use this for ourselves instead of going negative about it. That's the only thing I got for you. That's the only thing I got. Other than that, it's very racist. <laughs> that is extremely racist. And I know we were... In the community I'm in, we were talking about things in the movies that we cover that wouldn't actually, like, make it, that would never pass the test now. That's something that would never pass the test now. There's no way a dead joke would ever make it through this ever again. No. And actually, in this, in this episode, in this part of the movie, what did he say, um, what did he say? I believe he said, um, damn straight we do it. They would never, Disney would never allow someone to say damn in a movie, let alone in this context. I mean, in a PG movie like this, there's no way they'd allow it. But yeah, it's, it's the 90s movies. It's the 90s. So, keep that in mind. 92, things were different back then. So we're celebrating, we're celebrating, and here comes the Gordon Charlie clip that's literally in every movie. Except in the other movies, they have, like, the pyrotechnics come off their hands. And we'll talk about that in the future movies. Um, okay, there's there's that moment. <laughs> With Connie and Gee, who they kiss. And nobody notices it. I don't know no one sees this at all. And it's that the kid brought up again to the second movie. Like, no one even brings it off. <laughs> so, that's pretty funny. Oh, actually, no, I just saw Goldberg's face. Goldberg does see it. And Goldberg looks like, what the hell just happened? Like, what the hell just happened? Goldberg's like, can I get a little something, something over oh, here? Goldberg's like, huh? Wait, what? I love where, oh, there, there, there's Jesse's dad jumping in to hug, in the hugs. Jesse and Terry's dad. And then <laughs> Gordon, Gordon just started making out with Charlie's mom. Just, like, really? We're doing this on the ice now. We're making this public, apparently. Sure, why not? But again, no one notices. No one sees this at all. Except for Hans. Didn't Julie, or not Julie, I'm getting ahead of myself, but uh, um, Connie, didn't she just kiss one of the, si- the sisters? No, no, no. Back that was up. a hug. That was a hug. I don't know. Tammy. That was a hug. I don't know. You might have to rewind that a little bit. I will bit. rewind it real fast. I have no problem doing that. 
Okay, here we go. We're, we're hugging. We're hugging. There's Charlie and Norm, and there's... We're going to pause it. And there's Tommy and Tammy. And there's... Okay, Connie got, and Tammy. They're they hugging. got really They're hugging. Close. They're just hugging. Okay. And then you have Hans and Gordon. And um, I do love the fact that Hans says he's proud of Gordon. I think that's a great moment because he pretty much insulted him at the beginning of the movie. He pretty much told him off in, in so many words earlier in the film. He does that in the second one too, doesn't he? And he deserves it. He, just, he, he actually, you know, the best part about Hans, and I, he has so much more to do in the second movie than the first movie. He has so much more to do in the second movie. Which... Can I, can I spoil it? Go for it. It's a different actor in the second movie. It really is. Yes. <laughs> but and, yes. Then, and then he comes back in the third. And then he dies. <laughs> and then he dies. But no, the second movie, he has so much more to do, so I'll get to that in the second movie. But they hug, which is so, a cool moment. Oh, I, I forgot to mention one thing. In the background, we're hearing Queen, We Are the Champions. In the background. So, very few songs in this movie. Like actual real songs in this movie. So, cool to hear We Are the Champions being played in the background of all this. question they say he's hans right now right but in the second movie isn't it jan because he says like hans went back to the old country maybe he's jan's brother is it hans brother that's what it is that, they, they do explain it they do explain it in the, they're very good in the second movie explaining things yeah we'll have to address that in the second movie because i mean we were also taught i also brought up the fact that charlie's mom and, and by the way charlie's mom did not have a name at all in the movie until they went on that date she didn't have a name at all in the whole movie until then. I thought it was pretty funny. But anyways, I keep calling her Charlie's mom because that's what we're referring to in the entire thing. But um, they never addressed that relationship. Did they address that relationship to being a D2? Because I don't remember them addressing it. I About their relationship? Yeah. Or? They never addressed it, do they? No. Okay. Okay. And, and, and people, we're, we're having arguments about whether or not they addressed it. We'll talk about it next season. I don't remember them addressing it. Maybe they do in like a side comment that we'll notice breaking it down like this. But like, I don't ever remember them addressing it. But, okay, I have one issue. One minor little quibble here. How ugly that trophy is. Well, the, yeah, the trophy's awful, but it's a bowling trophy, really, at the end of the day. But, um, why are they not quacking? Like, why are they yelling ducks, duck, ducks, and not quack, quack, quack? This has been a perfect moment for that. <laughs> a perfect moment for quacking. I'm just saying, this whole movie paid off, and why didn't we do a quack chant at the end of this movie? <laughs> this is something I just noticed when I'm watching it back. Like today, do I know? So I'm like, why did they quack? It would have been perfect. It would have been a perfect ending. So, a transition to a, ground, to a Greyhound bus. Because that's what we're doing now. Um, although, I love the fact that not only does he have all the ducks, he has his own bag. <laughs> what did he make that bag? Like, what the hell did that bag get made? <laughs> I think it's cool how they did that. He has his own duck travel bag. <laughs> I want a duck travel bag. 
I'm sure you can buy them. You can buy Charlie Conway jerseys now. Charlie Conway jerseys are everywhere. Have you noticed that? Have you yeah. noticed how you can't go anywhere without seeing a Conway jersey nowadays? I think you could get them customized too. So if you wanted to get like an Adam Banks one, you could. But it's just crazy how often you see Charlie Conway jerseys nowadays yeah. everywhere. Is that something you see once in a blue moon? I feel like I go anywhere. I see a Conway jersey no, you'll, lately. You'll see him more lately. It's crazy. Like I see an Adam Banks game. I see him at um. I went to a WWE show when I saw someone wearing Charlie Conway jersey at a WWE show. Well, why not? Oh, if what? people are going to make money off of them. I don't blame them. It's just funny how often you see them now. It's just something you never saw before until recently. I want a Hawks jersey. <laughs> of course you do. So Black things, like black jerseys. <sighs> oh, real question. Better Ducks logo. This one or the one that turns into the one for the franchise? I... Original green or purple? I've always been a fan of the purple. Yeah, I just... Yeah. Yeah. That's a question. I, I don't care either way. I'm just wondering your opinion. That's why I was asking. I, was I think I would here. go. I mean, it's it's purple, but it's also got green in it. Yes, but, but the it's the jerseys are more purple than anything else. Yeah. So I do love the Ready Ducks actuals, but the Ducks very old school. I like the old school green. It's just something you don't see anymore. I mean, I know they switched, you know, because in detail they do it in detail. No, no, like the actual NHL team. Yeah, they changed to. They changed it now. There's the Ducks now. So yeah, their There's, logo looks hideous. It's a terrible logo. I wish they would go back to the Mighty Ducks. Well, I think that's something to do with Disney. It did because well, probably did, Disney doesn't own the team anymore. No, Disney doesn't own the team anymore. Okay. I, actually, um, I'll take a second. I don't know if you knew this. After the lockout, the last lockout, the big one, they actually sold the team off after the lockout, which is why the Ducks the Ducks changed after the lockout. Check your history. I did my history on this team. And I didn't know. I was just trying to figure out the time frame. 2007, when they won the cup, they had the Ducks logo, the one they have now. 2005 was the lockout. So post-lockout, Disney sold the team, and then they changed from the Anaheim Ducks of Anaheim to the Anaheim Ducks. And in 2007, they won a cup as the Anaheim Ducks. So a little history lesson there for you. How about the um, logos and jerseys in Anaheim? And they'll never go back to the Mighty Ducks logo. I think they did it once. They, they did, did it for it. like a game. Retro games. Retro yeah. games. They think the devils and devils in the Christmas tree colors. They did it for retro games. You know what I mean? Like the Wave War SpongeBob jerseys one game. Like yeah, that's the events though for the guys. You have Actually, events. Actually, a lot of teams in the AH or not just AHL but ECHL have used the SpongeBob templates. Well, didn't the um, SpongeBob creator pass away last year? I have no idea. Well, I remember him passing away. I remember that was a big deal. So, somehow the company they go through, OT Sports, has, like, the marketing rights to it. That makes sense. So, that's how a lot of teams can get away with it. Like, um, that makes stuff sense. like that. Well, I wasn't a fan of those uniforms. I thought they were ugly. But. Well, that's fair enough. I mean, um, I know, um, like, I know because the SpongeBob creator passed away, like, 56 years old. It was so young. Yeah. And they, um... I know that the Super Bowl they did a tribute to SpongeBob, and then that um the Kids Choice Award, the SpongeBob Broadway show showed up and they did a performance. And... Is that thing still going on? Oh, the SpongeBob Broadway show? No, no it's... just SpongeBob in general. Yeah, really, it's still on. I did. I couldn't believe it. they're doing a movie next year. Oh. The movie, the theatrical movie next year. I couldn't believe it. I lost all interest. In oh no, I don't place. watch it. She doesn't watch it either. The only reason I even know anything about it is because it's the Broadway show, and the Broadway show was fantastic. Broadway show was absolutely fantastic. By the way, those sitting people listening that have kids. Broadway Spun the SpongeBob Broadway show is touring soon. See it with your kids. They will have they will have the you will have the time of your life because I will say that as someone who's not a SpongeBob fan at all, I've never liked SpongeBob. I love the Broadway show. So I'm just being completely honest. <laughs> so anyway, let's get back to um Gordon's leaving. 
and he's starting to say goodbyes. And I love the fact that every bit of advice or something that they say is a line from the movie. Somewhere in the movie, somewhere in here. And it starts with, um, don't take any bad dives, referring to the um, him teaching them to d take dives earlier in the beginning of the movie. And then it was, just remember to keep your head up, which I like. And I, I find it funny that Adam calls it a cake eater. That's pretty funny to me. <laughs> For no reason at all, I think it's funny. Goldberg says nothing, because that's a surprise me. I, I actually like the fact that um, Fulton threw out the remember strength, not concentration. That's perfect for Fulton. I think it's perfect that Fulton went to that advice out back to him after teaching him how to actually play hockey legitimately. To skate. To skate. The skating was there. That skating in the mall is one of the best scenes in this movie. By far one of the best scenes. Was, was that in Mall of America? It looked like it was downtown. Oh, I... I'm not gonna. I don't remember if I'm go back to that episode. I know Mandy did that. Mandy requested that episode, so we did that episode together. That was a fun one. Um, so then we had the and for God's sake, soft hands, which is very funny, very funny line by Averman. And then we say anything else, and Charlie grabs a hug. He just steals a hug <laughs> after um saying, "Have fun out there, Coach." They hug, and okay now. You, you follow minor league sports, yeah. much like the rest of us. Yeah. He comes he comes out with the line. Oh wait. Come come back. We're done in like five back, five six five minutes. minutes. Yeah. We're almost done. All right. Hi, bye. Are she outside? No, my phone is dying, so I want to make sure. Oh, that's fine. All right, where was I? Oh yeah. So, um, Gordon goes and says. I must be crazy trying out with the minors. I'm going to be going up against kids half my age. Is that how it works? Can you just go try out for the minors? I mean, they do have amateur tryout contracts where you don't get paid anything, but you actually will be signed to play games. Um, obviously, as we see from the movie, it works out because he knows Mike Madonna. Yeah, of course. You have it inside. It's different in his case. But I don't know. I've never heard that logic before. As like, I know, like, in Mystery Alaska, they throw it out there that, like, um, the Rangers, the Rangers' ownership was impressed by some of the players, so they gave them contracts to play in Hartford. Like, they actually say the Hartford Wolfpack in that movie. You know what I mean? They say that. So Here, I'm just trying to follow the logic. You know what I mean? When the, I mean, for instance, when the Admirals say they signed a player to an ATO or a PTO, a PTO right. is a professional tryout, which okay. means they're going to get paid. An ATO is an amateur tryout, so he's probably... He's probably got an ATO right now, and he's trying out for a minor league team. Fair enough, fair um, enough. And then eventually he gets signed, as we see in the beginning of the episode. In the, the second movie, yeah, the second movie, we hear all about that. And we'll get there to start off the um, second movie. So then Charlie's mom goes and says, just have a good tryout one step at a time. And then they kiss. Now, I understand uh, everybody going the oohs and all the kids going oohs and ahs. I completely love it. Why is Charlie so shocked? Why is he so shocked? Like, he's been spending this whole movie trying to hook them up. Why is he so shocked? He's never paid attention to them actually kissing. Okay, fair enough. Because, like, he's been this entire movie, literally this entire movie trying to hook them up. <laughs> all he's wanted for them to hook up. And now that they're kissing in front of him, he looks like he's stunned. Like, wait, I, it actually worked? Like, <laughs> I think it's happy stunned for sure. Okay, because this is one of those moments where I'm like, why is he so... Look, look at that face! He looks so shocked! Like, what the hell is that face? <laughs> oh, man, it's hysterical to me. 
And everyone, and by the way, you know, you know, the minute this season's over, they're all making fun of Charlie. <laughs> you know that's exactly what's going to happen. When Charlie's mom leaves and it's just the kids, Charlie's getting made fun of so much for that. <laughs> so, it's just boys being boys and girls at that case being girls at that point. Does he bang her at this point? Um, I would think they, if we're being completely realistic, I would not be shocked if they did after the championship game. Oh, for sure. That wouldn't shock me at all. That would not shock me whatsoever. Gordon got lucky that night. It wouldn't surprise me. So, and then we end the movie. I, I like the fact that we end the movie with Melissa and then the ducks to the far. But I do like the fact that, this again, this line is never addressed either in the second movie. Hey, ducks, no matter what happens, we'll see you next season. We have a title to defend. They never defend this title. Ever. In a movie. Ever. <laughs> they don't address this point. Like, I mean, I know they weren't expecting to do a sequel. I get that. They were never meant to do a sequel to this movie. Is it a sequel because this would make it popular? But, like, why say that <laughs> in this movie if you're not going to pay it off at all at the beginning of the second movie? Uh, I mean, it leaves the door open for a second one, and it also is, like, some closure, I guess, because it's, like, it's just saying, you know, we're going to, we'll still be a team or whatever. True. Even though half these kids aren't in the second movie. <laughs> Kids aren't even in the second movie. Yeah. And that's why they get seven new guest players or something. Something like that. Yeah, we'll get into that in the second movie. But um and by the way, here we go. The all the kids wave them off and I love the fact that Charlie and his mom are just like hugging at the, the end of that. It's just a cool moment. It's like it's a cool way to end things. So that's where we hit credits. Um, anything you want to say about this cast before we get out of here? Uh, I thought they did a very good job, you know, and these actors didn't go on to have lustrous careers, but, um, I thought they made the movie well, you know, it's, it's, it's good. They, I mean, they're pretty good actors if you ask me, so. Yeah, in fact, that it, and there was actually a whole thing with this movie where the kids did not know how to play hockey, even though they told them they did, so they had to learn how to play hockey in order to do this movie. They were taught how to play hockey to do this movie, which is pretty cool to me. They didn't bring in hockey players. They brought in people that they lied. Like, this stuff wouldn't happen nowadays. They actually went and said, they, they lied to Disney just to get the contract saying, we don't know how to play hockey. And then they got in the ice and they realized they didn't know how to play hockey. They didn't know how to play hockey. They had to teach them. That's sort of, okay. That's the difference between, like, Miracle, where you had, um, who played Herb Brooks in Miracle? I can't think of his name right now. I don't even know. I can't think of anything right now. But they had the big star playing Herb Brooks. So you didn't have to have the stars playing hockey. They brought in hockey players that can act. In this movie, they had actors. They had to play hockey. They learned how to play hockey. Um, so I think that's the big difference here with this movie. So that is our movie. And that is The Mighty Ducks. So very, very cool. Very good movie. I really, really enjoyed this movie so much. As you can tell, I'd be talking about it for the last, like, 21 weeks. You know, doing this whole thing. Any last moment words you want to say about the Mighty Ducks as you wrap up D5 Season 1? Uh, no, just it was a great movie, and I'll probably watch it again in the near future. Definitely. We'll have to do D2 next season. Definitely. Agreed. Um, like I said, next week, um, we're done with the movie, but next week our credits episode special will be um, David Newman, the composer of this movie. A fantastic guy. Really good interview. And then do not unsubscribe after next week's show. I got something surprising before the end of the year. And then we'll be back in April with season two. 
So, do not unsubscribe after next week's show. Just because the last episode's there does not mean we're done. So, Scotty, thank you so much for coming on the last two weeks. This is a lot of fun. Indeed. Thank you for having me. Anytime. And thank you all for listening. Come back next week to finish up the run here at D5 The Mighty Ducks. Thank you all for listening. Have a good day. And when everyone says it can't be done, ducks fly together.